Bonjour, I'm Gwen Lafage, and this is the Tech Marketing Pod Chat, casual discussion with some of the best, most passionate tech marketers out there. They share their stories, their insights, their day-to-day. So get ready to listen, learn, and get inspired. Today, my guest is Sophie Hederstad, CMO at Swedish tech company Nedigate. Sophie also started podcasting in 2017, before podcasting was even cool for B2B tech marketers. Today, she has two podcasts, one in Swedish called Communicera Mera, and one in English that she just launched pretty recently called Voice of Success. And of course, we talked about podcasting. Enjoy the discussion. Um, welcome, Sophie. Very happy to have you on the on the podcast today. I am very happy to be here, Gwen. So, um, so you're CMO at Netigate, but you're also the host on two great uh, podcasts. One that is Communicera uh, Mera, right, and the other one, Voice of Success, that you just like launched pretty recently. Um, so, I'm really interested to hear a little bit more about that and how that, um, how the podcasting, why you podcast, and how you got started. Um, so, maybe what what motivated you really to to start the podcast in the first place? A great question. Um, I think I am a great uh, supporter. Uh, a big fan of podcasts myself. I really enjoy listening to podcasts. Um, at least before I got my daughter. <laughs> now I have slightly less time, um, <laughs> but uh, I really enjoy listening to books and podcasts in the evenings when I'm doing uh, the cleanup after the dinner, or if I, I'm out on a walk, then I always like to have something in my ears to listen to. So I mean, I'm just a big fan of podcasts myself and to learn new things. So I think it started from there. I think uh, the format is great. You can have a blog or you can have um, um, whatever you can have, whatever formats there are there. And then a podcast is a voice. You would listen to it. And I'm a big fan of the format and the insights you get from it. And it's also great because you get your 100% there when you listen to a podcast. Because if you listen to a webinar, sometimes you might browse and answer some emails or something like that. And I think with a podcast, you're like 100% present and listening to the content. So I think that is um, um, great. Yeah. Interesting. And you started you started the first one in like 2017, right? So kind of before like uh, podcasting was that cool. Like it feels a little bit right now that everybody is starting a podcast myself included, right? Like I'm, I'm a, a pandemic podcast starter when you had your podcast for like several years already, right? Yeah. So I started back in 2017. That's correct. And um, I mean, um, I was really motivated to get to know a lot of people and to um, uh, get insights from people and learn from them. I'm, I'm very curious about people in general and how they got successful and what they did. So I think um, it was really um, egoistic in that way that I wanted to uh, hear the thoughts of these people. And I have the voice of success, as you said, as a podcast as well. 
And there, um, I mean, the Kommunicera Mera is the Swedish one, but Voice of Success really opened the door to the rest of the world. So I can talk to people in San Francisco or anywhere in US. I can also reach out to Asia, Australia, whatever time zones they are in, we can find a time, connect, and we can learn from each other. So I think it's uh, just a great way to network and to get insights from other people. So your first kind of motivation was really to learn, get insights and connect, build your network. Um, were you thinking at the time about your your personal branding and like how you could somehow promote yourself or was it really to more learn and, and build that, that network? I mean, I don't think it's bad for your personal brand to uh, start a podcast. It's, uh, I mean, um, uh, when I started here at Netigate, that was a positive aspect, actually, that I had a podcast. It's very ambitious because it's setting up a podcast. It's not, uh, in the beginning at least, it's not just uh, recording it and think that it can go live. You need to think through the concept and you need to have speakers and then you need to design or creative things and then you need to host it somewhere and then you need to record it somehow so it's a lot of steps you need to figure out before launching a podcast so I also think that says something about you if you figure that out and do it from uh, do it yourself all the way through and then that could maybe say something about you as well And I think my motivation for starting the podcast is definitely to uh, get to know people and get their insights, as I already mentioned. And why do I want to do that? I mean, uh, grow as a person, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and uh, I think it's also a lot of fun uh, meeting those people. And um, I <clears throat> actually uh, stay in contact with a lot of people that I uh, Uh, talk to during the podcast so I can easily reach out to people and uh, ask them for ideas or um, yeah I think it's uh, a yeah. great way to network a great way to get insights yeah I love it and I totally agree I think it definitely shows something about about you that you've started it also by um, by yourself and just like um, done everything uh, yourself from scratch, right? And, um, and I guess it's the same for every every podcast at the beginning. I, I think you do it mostly for yourself and you had very few listeners and and little by little that that those listeners probably grow. Um, I, I think your, your Swedish podcast is definitely um, um, pretty known now, I feel like in, in Sweden. Um, I mean, I don't know how many listeners you have, but I think it's like, at least that's how I heard about you as well and through, through the podcast. Um, so you you definitely would say that it contributed to building your career, mostly to kind of show what you could do and show that you were like a go-getter. Yeah, uh, that and also uh, not afraid of um, reaching out to people, not afraid of um, asking questions. No. Yep. Interested yeah. in people in general. Yeah. Okay. And um, both of your podcasts, you started like as as yourself, like they're not branded, they're not like company podcasts, even the recent one. Um, is it sponsored by your current company or is it something that you just you just do by yourself? I mean, I uh, work with Netgate. I mean, 100% of my time almost. Like I, it's always in my mind. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I'm always curious about... Um, Uh, what I need to learn at the moment. So I use my profession to ask questions as well. So, I mean, uh, Netigate, uh, we have a 
not a theory, this is actually a research and science behind this, but happy employees uh, will make your, um, make your company grow and you will have happy customers in the end. So uh, I have talked a lot to people about customer experience, employee experience, to learn more about this. And I mean, that is really, really valuable in my profession as well to understand this and to talk to people about this and to learn different point of views, because this is what, in the end, what we are helping our customers with. So uh, I need to be... Um, on spot there, like with the, the messaging and the campaigns, it needs to attract a lot of listeners. So I try to learn that uh, talking to different, many different people. Yeah, that totally, uh, totally makes sense. And um, do you think that, uh, so the podcast is mostly on you and then the second, the second one, I guess you mentioned Netigate, maybe they, they, they sponsor it or they're part of, of it somehow, but they kind of more personal podcast than like, company podcast what do you think about like a, a lot of companies and especially in the b2b uh, space are now using employees to start podcasts that are branded by by the company you think it's a good something more to do on an individual level or it's like interesting as a marketing channel i think people want to listen to people and i don't think maybe necessarily that people wants to listen to companies all the mm -hmm. time so I think that is a good thing to uh, take with you when you're starting up a podcast that you want to brand. So, I mean, it's a lot about the person that is actually having the podcast. That person needs to ask the right questions. It needs to have the right themes. It needs to create the vibe that you want to create and so on. So I think it's a lot about the person um, even if it's a branded podcast. Mm -hmm. And um, if you look at LinkedIn or any Instagram or whatever social media you can look at, you can see that people are the ones getting the engagement, right? It's not necessarily the companies. Of course, there are big brands out there with a lot of followers as well. But I think in general, people are more interested in people. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, in, like you said, in all social uh, media and I guess the one I use the most at least professionally is is definitely LinkedIn and and uh, the connection up, up and between between people if you post the same thing through your company profile you get I don't know 10% of the engagement on the personal profile um, because of course nobody wants to to engage or have like a dialogue with like a company name but the people working there definitely are a representation of of the company right and a lot of a lot of b2b tech companies have been using their people and their marketing team mostly but also the sales team um, to become almost their brand ambassadors and to become the voice of the company i think there's a, a few b2b tech companies that are doing that um pretty well so it things get a little bit mixed up right between your personal voice and your personal profile in your company life, right? It becomes kind of one. Yeah, I think uh, <clears throat> I totally agree there. And it's uh, so important to involve all the employees in the marketing channels as well, uh, because they are the ones that are going to um, give the customers the message in the end. So, um, yeah, I think it's really valuable to show the people behind the company. And, uh, um, yeah. I don't know what I was supposed to say. <laughs> <laughs> do you um, 
do you do you do that like um at in your in your day job let's call it your, your day job at, at CMO um do you try to involve like the rest of the marketing team of the rest of the company into your social media strategy Yes, for sure. And I would say that this may be a part of the employer branding strategy. So we'll try to do both. Um, so um, we'll have a lot of speakers as well, speakers in our webinars um, or guest uh, bloggers. Uh, so we often connect our brand with the thought leaders within customer experience and employee experience. Uh, so we can use their insights to share that with our customers Uh, so that is really valuable for us, us to get out our message. But also through our employees, if you wanted to start at Netigate, you would probably go to the website, have a look around who is working there. You might also go to LinkedIn and Instagram and have a look uh, what kind of people is working there. And you would get an insti instinct uh, or an instant reaction, what kind of company this is, what kind of culture do they have? Uh, so uh, we definitely use our own people. And I think when it comes to uh, emotional uh, communication and rational communication, I think we can do both. We can talk to the heart and talk to the brain, but maybe not in the same post. Mm -hmm. But uh, if you, uh, if you, companies nowadays want to take data-driven decisions or decisions based on facts, then we might want to be have more rational content uh, that is talking to the brain and uh, convincing our customers that they need to take data-driven decisions. But then it's also the emotional aspect, emotional um, communication that you can talk to, to give everyone a voice. Uh, employees uh, um, using Netigate, every employee could actually give feedback to companies and uh, to send... Uh, Uh, get, gather feedback from customers you can also uh, uh, give give them a voice so I think yeah you can both have emotional and rational communication at the same time yeah definitely and and you can definitely use both your your company brand and the the people at the company to kind of push both but I think the the emotional side is definitely different when it comes from the employees and like the The connection are, are definitely different, and I, I, I see that it it gives a different vibe, and it, and especially I will say in the past year when we've all been working mostly from home, um, I feel that there's been like a, a kind of surge of authenticity in a way to the way people act, like on social media and especially LinkedIn. It's like we we dropped like, well, not the professionalism, but the the fake <laughs> the fake one i guess we become more ourselves um in a way because because everybody is online and at home and in the same situation so i would say maybe that's been one of the good the good part and people listen a lot more to podcasts <laughs> I <would say. laughs> and i'm more on linkedin ready to to connect um i've have you um so the reason for you to start like the second podcast voice of success was mostly to get a make it more international and reach out to people outside of Sweden? Yes, and I also tweaked the name a little bit. So it's uh, Voice of Success and Kommunicera Mera means uh, communicate more mm -hmm. in Swedish. So uh, it has a slightly different vibe. Voice of Success is more about 
um, the person behind the success. So the first couple of questions is also uh, always about how the person became successful. And it's so many paths to success and it's so many different views on what success is and what is success for you and what is success for me might not be the same. So it's really interesting to have that uh, intro to uh, ask questions about how they became successful and what paths they have been taken in life to get where they are at. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I I love it. I definitely uh, agree that everyone have their own definition of what success is, and it it could be completely different, right? We we tend to probably put success um, more on a on a career perspective, on a professional perspective, when it's only a little part of it. Um, what's your definition of of success? Oh, that's a really good question. It's a tough question. I think the successful people that I've been talking to, I think they have a sense of um, like a point of view. They have found a path, a positive path they want to follow. So they have uh, uh, landed in themselves. They are grounded in themselves. Sorry, my English. Uh, today that they have grounded in themselves and they are very authentic very genuine and uh, what they say and how they live is their values Um, so I think that is important to uh, um, ground in your values what is important for you in your life so um, I mean family health exercising career you need to balance a lot of things And uh, for some people, uh, career might not be important and you want to spend most of your time with your family. And then that is okay as well. And then it's great that you have grounded in that. Mm -hmm. So um, I think it's uh, um, those people that are successful have uh, uh, grounded in their values. Yeah, yeah, no, I can definitely um, understand that and see that's that's. Um, important part to at least feel successful right if you're not aligned with your own value you never will be happy with the success you might experience or experience the success but um so uh, just to um go back a little bit to um to marketing <laughs> and yeah. um and how you um you use like different platform and different channels and um i've seen you on clubhouse um which is like the most recent i will say like uh i don't know if we call it a trend or at least the most recent channel that like marketers get to experience with um are you would you call yourself like an early adopter are you also like using uh tiktok and um <laughs> instagram facebook the whole kind of range or are you more kind of focused on some on some channels versus others oh that's a good question no but i think i focus on some channels and i uh, don't prioritize some channels i really like linkedin and instagram I do not like Facebook that much, actually. I know a lot of people like Facebook a lot. And uh, what else? Uh, I mean, YouTube is great when you're looking for something, a YouTube tutorial, step-by-step guides, or if you want to do a yoga class at home. I think that's uh, just uh, great as well when you want videos. 
um, Twitter. I was active before. I, I uh, dropped that a little bit. And now Clubhouse. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really like the Clubhouse uh, format, actually, because it is like a podcast, but real time. Mm-hmm. And it's not yeah. recorded. You are not uh, visible with your face. So you can join in in a, a late evening when you're sitting in your pajamas and still attend. So I really enjoyed the format, actually. Um, so I think every, as a marketeer or as a person in general, you need to be curious. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter if uh, it's marketing channels uh, that you should uh, evaluate. I think you need to be curious in life and try new things because if you will do the same things over and over again all of the time, then the results will be exactly the same. So you need to try new things out. You need to try new channels out. You need to reevaluate um the way you work, the way you think all of the time and be very humble about uh, new things happening around you. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think like the, the curiosity and always kind of trying out new things, even if you decide for yourself that those don't work or like you don't like them, I think it's like important in, in what we do, right? It's a little bit, that's what marketing is about as well, trying out new things. And I think there's never guarantee that something will work. But like you said, if you just um, replicate the same thing done before and never try to innovate, it's never, you're never going to be making a huge difference, right? You're going to just like follow, you're never going to be the leader if you just <laughs> follow what everybody else has been doing. <laughs> yeah, And if you uh, tried something out six months ago and it didn't work, it could work now. So uh, uh, always uh, be curious and try things out. And do you use um, uh, Clubhouse mostly as like um, on, on a personal uh, level or it's also through like your, in your day job? It's like, did, did it become kind of part of your marketing strategy or how do you connect what you do um, individually that is still kind of related to marketing and maybe networking, but still on, on marketing subjects to, to your actual job? Oh, but I see a lot of companies that is kind of registering their name on Clubhouse. We haven't done that for Netigate. So uh, I think uh, Clubhouse, I mean, I will always represent Netigate and always have, uh, um, I will always be curious about the topics uh, that we try to solve. And uh, um, yeah, at the moment I am using um clubhouse the same way as i'm using the podcast it's to connect with people uh, to get to know people to uh, uh, get inspired to learn new things um and uh, yeah that is um, how you today so it's no it's no big uh, marketing strategy or mastermind behind that it's just uh uh, trying things out, trial and error. And I mean, uh, probably Netigate will have something more on, on Clubhouse going forward, but with just trial and error, growth hack mindset to try things out and then evaluate and not spend too much time on thinking things through in a lengthy manner. We try to be kind of fast, agile, try things out, uh, move on, try something else. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, that that uh, 
that that makes sense. Um, great. Um, would you? Um, yeah, sorry, <laughs> I probably need to cut this. I just blanked for a second. No <laughs> um, yeah, no, fantastic. Thanks uh, for this. So I guess I'll um, I'll probably um, see you on uh, on Clubhouse and um, and thanks for um, for getting your giving us your perspective on on these new channels. I, I guess as a last question, I'm interesting to see how do you manage your time. Um, because you mentioned that you have um, a daughter or like um, and probably she's pretty young uh, and uh, and that you also do well you have a full-time job as a CMO um, and you also have not two podcasts and you spend time on Clubhouse like uh, do you not sleep or <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I wish I could say that, that I, I don't need any sleep, but I, I actually sleep quite a lot. <laughs> but um, I think uh, before I got a family, I was so, um, I mean, I was so obsessed with uh, uh, getting through the task lists of the day. So I was really, really action execution oriented. And as a person, of course, I am still today. but. Um, I am much more calm inside myself now because I know there is so much more to do. That there is so much more I would like to do, uh, but there is just not enough time. There is 24 hours per day and I need to take care of my family. I need to take care of myself. So um, I think, um, um, yeah, to be structured, to have a plan for the day, to have a long-term plan and... Uh, um, execute on that but don't punish yourself too hard if you are not uh, uh, doing the last two things that you wanted to do sometimes it's fine just doing them when you have time in the evening or in the weekend or the next day at work so I think that is great with a more flexible remote work that um, you can actually log on and log off um, and do it uh, when you're more harmonized yeah <laughs> yeah no totally i think that's uh that's a good advice there will always be another day right so your um your um your your to-do list like uh some of it can can definitely wait wait i guess we tend to forget sometimes this in marketing and want to achieve everything every day but at the end of the day what we do is not as important that if we miss a day <laughs> everything will <laughs> You know, um, and also, also, I need to comment on, I work with a marketing team. I work at a company with 130 employees. So, I mean, it's about creating that culture as well, that you want to be ambitious, that you are allowed to make decisions, that you are allowed to make mistakes. Um, because then if you have that culture within the company, then 130 people will run fast rather than I were uh, run fast as an individual because that is not scalable. So I think creating that culture um, in whatever company you're in, uh, then you get results. If you go alone, you can go fast, but if you go together, you will get far.
that is my motto perfect that's a perfect uh, <laughs> last line uh, to conclude on this so thank you so much for for doing this and accepting to be on the other side of the of the podcast this time <laughs> i really enjoyed it <laughs> yeah great thanks and i um, i'm sure we'll uh, see each other again on linkedin or, or clubhouse <laughs> yeah we should book a session on clubhouse Gwen definitely let's let's do that so um to everybody listening like this is will be coming <laughs> yeah <laughs> that sounds great thank you so much Bye-bye. thank you thank you for listening to this episode of the tech marketing spot chat i hope you had a good time i know i did if you learn a thing or two feel free to share this episode and also let me know i'm on linkedin please connect Share your thoughts and I'll see you there. Bye-bye for now.